Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Grown Men Watch Kid Shit. It's me, TJ, and I'm here with the one, the only, the only man I would skidoo for, Jordan. Jordan, how's it going? You know, I, I, you stole my thing. I was going to say blue skidoo, but I ain't going to say it. So so skidoo to you, too, buddy. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> That's how, you know, it, it, like, it almost sounds like a fuck you. Like, skidoo to you, skidoo it to does. you. Yeah, skidoo to you, too, buddy. That's, listen here, bucko. You know, um, yeah, man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, for those of you who, uh, for the uninitiated, uh, we watched uh, Blues. Was it Blues Big City Adventure? Um, Adventure. It's something that was heralded as the, um, I guess the uh, what is it? The hold up, home. hold up, hold up. Did you say? Did you say heralded? Heralded is what I meant to say. Heralded. <laughs> did I say heralded? You did, and my brain hurt when you did it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It was it was championed as. Let me go ahead. It was it was it was heralded as the 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 no way home for the Nick Junior. You know what I mean? Sort of sort of crowd, right? Like um, like we're gonna bring all these three hosts back. And I'm gonna be honest, TJ, I didn't really know what to expect. I'm excited to talk about it, but this definitely does represent an era of um, kid stuff, you know, family stuff that we rarely talk about here, and that, of course, is the Nick Junior, um, Nick Junior stuff. Now, this was something that I, I kind of felt I was like just a touch too old for, whenever. Um, Face came out. Remember Face? Um, and, it's uh, me, Face. Yeah, all all that stuff. And I know, like my little sister. So my little sister, she's five years younger. So she was about that. But it's such a thin gap, I think, between mm-hmm. feeling like you're too old for Nick Junior stuff, and and being around there. Were you a Nick Junior kid? Did you have Nick Junior kind of stuff around? Yeah, I mean, as a latchkey kid, especially in the summer, Nick Jr. was like the safe thing to watch. And keep in mind, like, you know, I had two older sisters, so the things they wanted to watch were your Judge Judy's and your Judge Joe Mathis and your, you know, divorce mm-hmm. court and stuff like that. And as a little kid, you're like, I don't want to watch that. So I watched a lot of Nick Jr. Um, but I watched it for Gullah Gullah Island. I watched it uh, Allegra's Window, um, Eureka's Castle. Uh, I watched it for a lot of that stuff. And, and then here's a secret that it's not so secret because I'm about to tell you. And um, anybody who knew me, my my freshman and sophomore year of college would know this. Like I, you know, in the middle of the day when you are in between classes, you can go to your dorm or whatever. I would go and uh, I'd turn on Nick Jr. as I did like my work between classes because it's just something on in the background, something that's mindless. So I watched Backyardigans and uh, Wonder Pets and shit like that too. 
uh, in college, mm-hmm. just because it was it was something that was on that wasn't going to actually grab my attention. But you know, it was noise and or, or whatever. So um, I, I remember being actively sad when they retired Face, though. I think Face is back. Is Face back? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. How would I know that? Your kids, shit. Well, no, nah, no. See, we're little. There's also it's like there's no cable, so it's like face. I think served as like a break in between. You know what I mean? Like episode segments and stuff. Um, I remember watching some of the Nick Junior stuff with my little sister, and it's one of the things. It's like I wish I was. I wish I was young enough for this club because th- this looks. Th- this shit looks live. That's kind of. I remember thinking that. I was like, this is fucking cool. <laughs> Kind of like when um, I don't even tell you. Did I ever tell you my heartbreaking Chuck uh, Chuck E. Cheese story? No. When I got told that I was I was too big to get in the ball pit, but I was the same age as everybody else. Oh, I believe that shit because you're a tall motherfucker. Uh, you're huge. And it was it was on my birthday. It was my seventh birthday. Oh at Chuck shit! E. Cheese. So it was and your was birthday like, at Chuck E. Cheese. My seventh birthday at Chuck E. Cheese, and they're like, "Young man, you're you're too big to be in the ball pit." That's what they told me back then, <laughs> dude. They didn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like now, they probably, you know, they're probably, you know, saying they straight up told my little ass, "Well, I was big, I guess." They're like, "You're too big to be in the ball pit," and I had to watch everybody else playing that ball pit, and I was kind of like, "It's okay, people pee in the ball in pit. People pee in there." We used to think there was like a dead, like dead bodies yeah, and stuff in there. We were trying to like dig for like bones and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, so yeah, so people, I equate, people pee in ball pits, like straight up, like straight up, like just just you seen it happen? Have ball pits are cesspools, bro. Peed in the ball pit? No, 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 I've never peed in the ball pit. No, I've never peed in the ball pit. I've never peed in the ball pit. I don't know. You got the face. I've never peed in a ball pit. Someone who might have done something like that. I ain't got the face of, of a ball <laughs> pit pisser. I'm just kidding. <laughs> skadoo to you too, buddy. Um, but yeah, yeah so, Blue so that's kind of how I felt. Yeah, skadoo bitch. <laughs> that's what we need to say when we're like escaping something. You know, like, like skadoo. You know what I mean? You get the fuck out Blue's- of it. but yeah so the the but the nick jr stuff that was very much how i felt um i equate that feeling uh as like you know watching all these kids play in the ball pit although uh even though i couldn't uh i think blues clues though you know while not necessarily being like the right sort of demographic for it I think it did a lot of good for um, teaching kids like problem solving and awareness and and those sorts of things. And I, I can't for my money, I can't really think about another uh, property that sort of that sort of does that, you know. And I think it's been going on for so long. And obviously, it's it's something that is um, is important. I mean, I remember my kids. So my kids are eight and five. Uh, and I'll go ahead and get this out on front street. My eight year old, she didn't give a shit about this. You know what I mean? Like she, she came in for a minute and like watched it and then she, and then she left My five year old kind of paid a little bit more attention to it and stuff like that. But they also like none of, they, they don't really have a connection with blues clues, you know? 
I remember like, so mm-hmm. my eight year old right now, she's going through this phase, right? Where she's, and you, and you know this, cause you were just recently over here and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But, um, she is into like, uh, lemony snicket stuff. She told me today, TJ, you know, she said to me, she says, my favorite, my favorite, um, um, my favorite thing is a murder fiction. That's what she says. She likes murder fiction. You know, I mean, so I, here's the thing. I'm not, I, 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 she says that, and I'm also like, at that age, I was reading, you know, Boxcar Children, uh, Hank the Cow Dog. I was like, all those things are. Hank the Cow Dog goes off. Murder on. fiction. Hank the Cow Dog does go off. But like, all those things are murder fiction. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That's all. Oh, okay. <laughs> you had that uptake. You know what I mean? All those things are murder fiction, but whatever. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. And also, it's like, you know, I was kind of like that at her age. Let's be real. You know what I mean? I, I remember I saw like my first like core, and I'm getting to a point with this that's related to Blue's Clues, if you'll bear with me. But um, I remember I saw my first horror movie at age seven. And I kind of developed sort of like, okay, I'm kind of like into this sort of like darker, you know what I mean, kind of things while still appreciating, you know, like the things that are more geared towards my my age group. But with her, it's like she she kind of missed a whole gap. And I wonder, TJ, if, and I know she's not alone, how many children have missed like this whole gap of watching this Nick Jr. type stuff because there's no cable, you can kind of pick what you want to watch. You know what I mean? Like there's 100%, no like, 100%. well, this is on and you know, right now, like it's Saturday morning. This is what you're watching. If you're watching TV, you know what I mean? It's all this kind of stuff. Not to mention the kids who are, you know, either in kindergarten or preschool, whatever it is. And they're only out for, you know, half the day and the rest of the day is whatever. And if, if, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Nick Jr. start like kind of midday when all like the kindergartners and stuff like that were kind of like coming back home? It, it, so it ran actually from like seven or eight in the morning until I want to say like two or three. And then oh, the idea okay. was that and and then it ran into like so after Nick Jr., you'd get into like the teen Nick block. Remember with your guts and your Legend mm-hmm. of the Hidden Temples and your mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it felt like, I remember summer days felt like a progression, right? Where um, around the age of uh, seven or eight, you know, keep in mind, Gullah Gullah Island was the shit on Nick Jr. Gullah Gullah Island was the Binya, shit. Binya. And it might have, Binya Binya Pollywog, he's my favorite frog, bitch, right? Like, um, <laughs> that's exactly how they said it. <laughs> um, but like, I, I, well, for me, Gullah Gullah Island being one of the few, like, black shows on cable television for children that wasn't like a Cosby show, different world, stuff like that. Like, um, uh, living singles of the world. Like, I really, I was really all about uh, Gullah Gullah Island. And so for me, it was always, it was a progression of, I'd start my morning with Nick Jr. I'd watch Team Nick when Team Nick got done and it got into, like, the what I call kid soaps, you know what I mean? Like the the sitcom stuff that Nickelodeon shows. Then I'd go over to Cartoon Network and watch some of those stuff because then Toonami would be on and I'd watch my Dragon Ball Z. So it felt like there was a, a solid progression through my day. But you're right. 
a lot of those things I was exposed to, or I'd watch the Disney Channel sometimes, like I'd switch between Disney Channel and Nick Jr. and stuff like that. But a lot of those things that I was exposed to was because like, okay, cool, I just need to put a channel on, right? As opposed to I get to pick exactly what program I'm going to watch for the umpteenth time. Like, mm-hmm. this, this is not a world where shows like the Gummy Bears would survive, you know what I mean? Or... Right. Uh, uh, Welcome to Pooh Corner just wouldn't make it because, like, the reason we watched Welcome to Pooh Corner and that wasn't because it was the most exciting television. It was because it was fucking on, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right, dude. Absolutely. I remember there was there was this Nick Jr. show that my sister would watch. Well, there was the Richard Scary stuff, you know? Yeah, the, had the Secret World of Richard Scary. And then there was this show called Rupert about this stupid yeah. ass white bear. And it's like, that show wouldn't yeah. have lasted, you know what I mean? Like, it would have gotten, like, maybe, like, an eight-episode run on Netflix or whatever the fuck. And then it would have been out, you know? Um, this Baby Bear, there was Baby Bear as well. Um, oh, yeah. Or was it Little Bear? Little Bear. Little Bear. Little Bear. And the there's Bearstein Bears. Just, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's... um. No one better be really, talking shit on Little Bear. Ain't nobody talking shit on Little He's Bear. Ain't nobody talking shit. We're just saying that. I'm just making sure. That show would not survive today. That show would not survive today in streaming. It just wouldn't survive. Also, am I crazy? There was like a Bill Cosby show that was like Little Bill or something, and it was like, yeah, Little Bill was based off Little Bill was based off of his children book series. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, the choices that That man made. Yeah. And here's the thing: the the theme song slapped. (laughs) That that theme song slapped though. Bow, don't, bow. Little Bill. Bow, 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 bow. Little Bill. Did you, uh, did you hear? Bow. Sorry. Bow, don't, bow. Did you hear what I said, TJ? Yeah, it put you to sleep. I understand. <laughs> I mean, honestly, honestly, with the with the jazz intro, I can imagine it. Jordan's like, oh, it's nap time. Mm-hmm. But listen, oh, the, no, uh, again. I, I, I supported Little Bill also because I was like, give me this black cartoon. I will say this, though. I remember getting older. I was like, why Little Bill talk so slow? Like, everybody talking like, like Little Bill. I don't have specific memories of Little Bill. Um, and, y'all, I really wanted to come in here with like a trivia theme I just song. Got Jordan's joke. I just got Jordan's joke about <laughs> Little Bill. <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I That's was like, fucked. Oh, didn't get it. I was... That's <laughs> fucked. That's so fucked. Anyway, I wanted to come in with like a trivia song, a la the male song from Blues Clues, but I fucking couldn't come up with anything. So just drop my trivia beat because it's time for trivia, you hooligans. He said, "Put him to sleep." <laughs> That 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 show's called Oh Bill, just Oh Bill. <laughs> Bill's gonna be Bill, you know. What are you gonna do about? Oh, I mean, good lord! Okay, we're gonna bring this back around before it goes completely off the rails. Who's ready? No, off the rails. We hop. Listen, this train ain't been on the rails. Yeah. <laughs>
Since I think season like two. way of season one. <laughs> You've just been crashing through a town but, like the train and bullet train. I mean, it it's been off the, off the rails, rails since since Jordan asked me what I would do if there was a person from another universe that I ran into during our Spider-Verse episode. I remember my episode like it. Uh, the, I remember that answer like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was like, "What would you do?" I said, "Like, see if he has a bigger penis than me." That's when it went off the rails. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's the moment. Yeah. I remember that. That's yeah. the moment. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, okay, so <clears throat> Jord up first yes. for five hundred points. What year was the world introduced to Blue on the Blue's Clues TV show? A. 1994, B, 1996, or C, 1998? First off, I'd like to specify by saying I'm glad, or I'd like to say I'm glad you specified because when you said the when the world was adduced, introduced to the color blue, I was like, well, shit, that was like... No, the dog! <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, you say 1 AD as if... Pick, what? <laughs> You're not a historian. It, I don't know why I'm on your you ass say, like this. What'd you, yeah, I'm not a historian. And you know what? Because I'm not a historian, I can say bullshit and, the, and like and get away with it. You know what I mean? Um, what is... Um, you said 94, 96, 98? Yes. Okay, so my sister was I think born I know in the 1992. Answer. Oh, Jeez. Lord Jesus. Here we go. <laughs> Bust out the abacus. But not, yeah, but not at two years old. I think 98 is, I'm going to say 96. It is 96. If my, I can't tell if my, hang on. My computer doesn't want to count your score. Oh, nope, it did. It just took a really long time. Okay. <clears throat> TJ. He is. When they finally pull up to the theater, a miracle in itself. Why are you giggling so hard? He sounded like he sounded like when Channing Tatum in Twenty Two Jump Street was like, "My name is Jeff." That's what he sounded like. <laughs> anyway, when they finally pull up to the theater, a miracle in itself that they were able to find it based on three real weak Blues Clues. Sorry, B, not your best work. Uh, we see a parody of two. Musical posters. What real life musicals were the theater productions parody parodying? Mm-hmm. So it was like you know two movie or theater po- fucking two show posters. Yeah, there, okay. there are two show Jesus posters Christ. on the side of the building. <laughs> uh, a lot of times I'm like, I don't think I have pregnancy brain, and then I forget how to talk. Uh, and here we are. A. Mamma Mia and Phantom of the Opera. B. Cats and Jersey Boys, or C, Mamma Mia and West Side Story? It's C, and there was a Lion King one on the front of the building and a Hamilton one inside of the hallway. Oh, I missed uh, those. I just so I forget also what the West Side Story one was. I remember it was like Mama Magenta. Mama Magenta, and then it was like... Uh, Paul side story or something like that. <laughs> I re- I mean, I feel like it's a real missed opportunity to do a cat's one and just call it dogs. Uh, true, true. But the Lion King one had Blue's head in the middle of the of the main of of lion of the lion of Lion King. So, oh my god, 
See, you know what? And I almost had Lion King as a wrong answer. And then, ooh, the shitstorm that would have started. Because listen, you've already gotten me dirty on one Lion King. Because Rafiki is a goddamn animal. What's the first animal you see on stage? Rafiki. You really got to work through that. I mean, you really got to. It's been years. I've worked through it with the truth. Oh, God. All oh right, who's ready for our everyday double your points opportunity round? Our my God, too, don't be so selfish, Jordan. Our category is... Hold on, listeners. Jo- jo- Jordan put his hand up. I've never seen Jordan put his hand up. Like he's about to smack me across the internet. <laughs> he said, he put his hand up. up. He gave me this look like, say one no, more I'm thing. Putting, say one I'm more thing. Where, I'm just putting it where it needs to be. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, hey. You know? No, you're like, put your face right here, right now. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like my mom used to say. It's like my, mom, it's like my mom used to say, this is your stop sign. Don't turn it into a collision. <laughs> Did she really? Yeah. Did she really? <laughs> she, dude, my mom used to go hard. <clears throat> She's like, "This is your stop oh. sign. Don't make it a collision." <laughs> this, this is. But my- isn't that clever? <laughs> isn't that so fucking clever? Like, like that Oscar Wilde like word. Oh, that's like, a- you can't. <laughs> That's that's you know like your parents be like I'll take you back to the store and get the ninety nine cents I paid for you. God, God, like, God damn, <laughs> you know, <laughs> layers to it. Anyways, don't make it a collision. Anyway, okay, yeah. our category is Blue's Clues, mm. the TV show. Okay, <clears throat> Jord. Yes. How does Josh know Steve and Joe? A. They're all cousins. B. They all grew up in the same ma- neighborhood, so they're family friends. You know that, like, na- neighbors, parents, or friends. Yeah, situation. we know how family friends work. Well, you <laughs> know, I was right in it, and I felt, anyway. Or C, they're brothers in a blended family. <laughs> oh, wait, shit. I didn't ask you if you wanted to to uh, take this opportunity to double your everyday, double your points opportunity, opportunity. Well, you no, can say you make it. No, I don't. You don't want to make a nice no score idea. twice. Ooh. I like no, that. TJ, I'm not replacing my wordy catchphrase. <laughs> um, what is it? They're yes, family Mama friends. Yes, Mama they were all, they're, they're cousins. They're family friends. Wait, so you're just what? doing 500 points on this one? Yeah, because I'm not confident in this. I don't know. I don't know. What? what, what sorry, okay. remind me again. Okay. What's the consequence okay. if okay. I double it Cousins. and I get it wrong? You just don't. You get no points. Yeah. Oh. You get no I'll points if you got it. wrong anyway. I'll double it. Why not? Okay. They're, it. So your options are: they're cousins, they're family friends, or they're brothers in a blended family. The I'm gonna go B. The family friends thing. No, they're all cousins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. okay, TJ, in all fairness, I'm going to read you your question before you get to decide if you would like to uh, double your points with this everyday double your opportunity point stop. Like, y'all know what I'm saying. Good luck. Okay. Okay, TJ, 
Mm-hmm. You know, mailbox has bigger dreams than just being a mailbox. What profession does he want to get into? And before I read the answers, do you want to double your points? Sure. Okay. Uh, A, singing. B, comedy. Or C, acting. Mm. <laughs> Here's the male and never felt it makes him want to wag his tail. No, I'm going to no, say no, singing no. because he puts that <laughs> at the end. I'm going to say does, singing. He does really put that spice on it, but no, it's comedian. Fuck. I know. <laughs> ain't nothing funny about your, your pink. I swear to God. Uh, okay, so after that, we've got 500 each for both of you. Uh, your wagers, good sirs, for all the Mavis sirs. And our category is dogs, because Blue's a dog. Don't sound so excited. If the Mavis is, list all the dog breeds. First one, two doesn't have one. It's like, this is going to go all good. (laughs) Understand? Is that the Mavis? Is that the Mavis? I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. That means no. Because if it was, Kim would just admit to it. I'm going to say all the points. She'd be like, no, you dumbass. I'm going to do it. Idiot. That's what I'm gonna do all, I'm what gonna do all do? my points. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do I'm all, all five hundred. Let's go. Let's okay. do it. Let's go. Okay. Hang Him on, and me Mike. equals a thousand. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh, what? listen, batting a thousand <laughs> between the two of us. They'll make this stop sign a collision. Blue skinny bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna skidoo both of y'all. I'm gonna skidoo both of me. you. No one asked. Listen, I don't want to hear about your bedroom activities on the podcast. Y'all go skidoo each other some other time. Skidoo you too, buddy. Uh, Dogs. We all love them. And if you don't, the door is right over there. Uh, There's lots of common knowledge about dogs. Like at 27, there's no way that's the original blue. They've totally cloned her and replaced her. I know she's a cartoon, but that's not the original. Dogs don't live that long. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, but do you know these three facts? So this is another one. We type it into the chat. Which dog breed is considered the smartest? Which breed is considered the fastest? And I will throw in an extra bonus, 100 points, if you can give me the their speed range. So no, like, deducting points if you don't get it. Uh, and which breed is the largest uh, by weight, at least according to Purina? Okay, so smartest is first. Smartest, fastest, and largest by weight. And then bonus points if you can tell me how fast the fastest can run. I wish I had a fun dog theme song. Dogs. I've loved them longer than pogs. Largest by Uh, weight? Yeah. So not like by height. Oh, okay. 
Is I guess they did like height and weight. I don't know. I googled it. Okay. I googled it and Google Google told me. Okay, I tried. Okay. <laughs> hold, on, uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Shit. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, send in three, two, one. TJ says golden retriever. Okay, so did you put these in order? Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? I don't know. Was the first one came to you. Uh, smartest golden retriever, fastest greyhound, and largest English mastiff. And Jordan says smartest poodle, fastest greyhound. Jordan, are you going to give a guess for speed for bonus no, points? No, no, he doesn't get he doesn't get the chance to. Shit, I don't know. And largest English mastiff. It is optional, but you don't lose anything. Wow, way to try to cheat for your husband. <gasps> I am trying to just give every opportunity for points. Anyway. He gave him the opportunity. He didn't take it. Don't try to push him into it. <laughs> so, I know you're all dying to know. The smartest is the Border Collie. They can I recognize... I almost put a Collie. I almost put a Collie because a Lassie. I, I, I don't know. I don't think she's a... She's not a border collie. She's a. Isn't Lassie a collie? She's a collie, but she's not a border collie. Um, and I don't know if y'all have ever seen the videos of like border collies actually herding sheep, but their handlers can like give them different whistles, and like by the tone they know what to do. It's amazing. Uh, fastest is greyhound, but they can get up to forty to forty-five miles per hour. And largest is English Mastiff. My beefy boys. This is also a campaign uh, to for George to let us have a Mastiff. So with that, we've got TJ earning two out of three. George earning two out of three. Uh, y'all tied. Y'all tied for this round. Wait, what are we doing if we tie? Oh, we're playing who's got the cumulative most points. We're brothers, yeah. we're so, happy, and we're singing it. Okay. Yeah, you didn't finish that song real quick, <laughs> did you? Here's <laughs> <laughs> the thing. Did you see my yeah. face? Uh, like, uh, <laughs> For real, that was a good show, though. You remember so White Mike that, on that show? Okay. It was a oh good show. Oh, my God. Okay, that brings our season standings to Jordan at 5,250 and TJ at 4,333. Alright, I'm gonna skidoo out of here and go play some video games. Play me out. Alright, well I think now is a good time as any to go get our beverages of choice. I'm laughing at that deep inhale, that deep, the deepest of inhales you gave us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, hey, unless you are solving clues and all that kind of stuff, we recommend you join us and we'll come back and talk all things Blues Big City Adventure. We'll be back. And we're back. Jordan, how was your trip to the kitchen? Uh, well, I followed the clues, um, and there was a paw print on um, a blade of grass. There was a paw print on a can of gasoline. 
and there was a paw print on a boombox radio and led me to the St. Arnold's lawnmower. Um, so this, ah, was, I see what you yeah, did there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a good one, man. So this is actually, this is Texas's original craft brewing uh, company, uh, St. Arnold, um, longstanding history with them. You know, my cousin got married at the St. Arnold brewery way back in the day. This really? Is, yeah. It's in Houston. Um, so yeah, um, it's good. It's refreshing. You know, I know it's colder and stuff like that, but um, this is more of like a spring, summer kind of beer, but it's still good and I dig it. So what about you? Yeah, so I actually made a special cocktail. Got a little cocktail here. It is um, bourbon with blueberry and basil syrup with a little bit of lemon juice, uh, you know, put into a shaker with a big old cube of ice and shaken and it's delicious. Nice. What kind of bourbon? Uh, old gram, old grandpa. All right. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. So we are. I, talking I figured about- since since I had blueberry syrup and we're talking about blues clues. There you go. Seem fitting. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. So we're talking about blues big city um, adventure. This came out um, last year so 2022 um it's on paramount plus right now along with a bunch of other good stuff from the nickelodeon um canon uh and yeah as we talked about at the beginning i mean this the, the the big draw for this one is the fact that it is a blues clues movie featuring the three hosts uh both past and um and present uh with steve joe and josh um you know, and we kind of talked about this a little bit at the beginning. I do think just sort of going through my Rolodex here, my mental Rolodex of the movies that we've done, this is probably the youngest leaning uh, movie that we've done, or at least one of them. Um, you know, I didn't really know what to expect going into this. I thought it was, you know, I, I didn't know if it was going to be, um, you know, kind of this um grander you know sort of catering to um you know adults and children or if it was going to be uh sort of along the lines of of what the show is and for the most part it is very much the latter uh a lot of this to me tj felt like a longer um episode of of blues clues uh with some stuff in there that I felt they could have leaned into a little bit more, but it also like they kind of had their target audience in mind as they were going through. We'll get to those moments here momentarily, but uh, it opens with Josh. Um, It kind of does the same opening as the show, right? The kind of, you go through the, through the thing and you open it. But before that, I I just want to say the title card with the Nickelodeon movies and the orange blimp with the slime just took me back. You know, and like I, I really, you know, you remember the, the they had the orange VHS tapes, all, all the Nickelodeon movies, all their VHS. Yeah. Movies and stuff. So there's a lot of nostalgia to be had in here. And, you know, whenever we started it up, uh, Kim and I looked at each other and, and she was like, do you think this is purely going to be nostalgia? Or do you think there's going to be something else in here? And I was like, well, we'll find out. You know? And so uh, it opens the same way that the show does going into the house and everything albeit it's you know a little bit more upscale a little bit more high res and stuff like that uh josh is kind of doing his thing 
dancing around. And the big thing with Josh is that he and all all your old favorites are there, right, Jack? You got your uh, uh, Mr. Salt, you got your Mrs. Pepper, you got your clock, you got your um, what's it? Click. Hold up, clock? real quick, with Mr. Salt and Mrs. Pepper. Hold up, hold up. Uh-huh. Um, I stopped watching Blues Clues whenever they had paprika. Tell me why paprika grown and old. They got cinnamon, sage. Like I was like, Miss, stop. <laughs> <need> to calm down. <laughs> it's a whole fiesta cabinet over there. Um, it really is. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of spices, I I did pick up your chicken fajita. I gotta send you the the spices. But um, and do you listeners, want I went all the way to Texas. I went all the way to Texas. Bought these. Bought my spices. Left them. Left them on well, top of George microwave. You, not only did you leave them, but you bought. You mistakenly purchased veggie sprinkles. Because you thought it was chicken fajita, so which tells me all kinds of things about you. But like, you just looked at the color of the spice, not the label. You're like, "Ooh, that's chicken fajita right there." You grab that shit because they do kind of look the same. And listeners, when I tell you, he was over here and he we had his spices all on the counter, and I was like, "What'd you get veggie sprinkles for?" And he turns around. He says, "Veggie sprinkles," looking at me like I, <laughs> like I stepped on his dog or something like that. And I'm like, "Yeah, it's right here, you know." And so he he missed that. Do you want those veggie sprinkles, or can we use them? Uh, I, well, see, I want them now because I'm curious. Because now I'm like, watch, I'm gonna throw them Johns on some tomatoes and some cucumbers, and it's gonna be life changing. Now I'm interested. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, might be a happy accident. All right, all right. Any which way. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna tell you, like, like, like I told you before. Like, I didn't really watch a lot of Blues Clues anyway. All the Blues Clues that I saw when I was younger was because my sister was watching it in the living room as I was like passing through and stuff like that. Or it's like, watch your sister, you know, and shit like that. Um, and uh, my mom put that stop sign fear into me, and I was just like, I gotta stick with my sister this whole ride, you know. So whatever she's watching, I'm watching. Um. So yeah, uh, and they're all just kind of palling around doing their whole thing. And the the big thing is that Josh has an audition for Broadway um, musical and uh, or Broadway show rather. It's and, Rainbow uh, Puppy. It's Rainbow right. Puppy. So, so Rainbow Puppy sends a telegram through mailbox. You know, mail time, mail time, mail time. Here's the mail and never fit. You know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's like, hey, Josh, I'm so excited to see you and stuff like that. Like, oh, whatever. And he's got to get to New York City. Um, and uh, he ends up going, he's, he's like, what's the fastest way to New York City and stuff like that? And they're like, oh, you know, you take the, I can, what, what did Mr. Salt say? You take the Skidoo the, Express. Yeah, the Skidoo Express is what it was. And they end up getting in this bus and it ends up going over there. First off, this movie's like an hour and something. So there's really not a lot to this movie. So they end up going to uh, on this little highway and, and Josh is sitting there with Blue. Uh, and uh, and I remember when Blue was like 2D. Blue's got that 3D now in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, 
and so they're 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 going down the road and stuff like that and there's all these signs for like you know paris and this and other thing and they see the thing for new york and it takes off and it skadoos into the billboard for new york city and the new york city presented this movie it's not new york city it's just times square and Josh sort of gets out there and, and he's like, I'm in New York City. He's like, well, not really. You're in Times Square. Why don't you go a couple blocks east or west and see what happens to you, you know, with your singing ass and stuff like that. But he just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so his audition is at three o'clock um, and he's got to, he's got to, he's got to get to the place. So. He is sort of singing and dancing with all these kind of people, and he's like, oh, "I got, I got to do this thing." Blues with him, and this is the moments, uh, uh, TJ, where like I kind of, I don't know, like the target audience for this movie really cemented itself for me, um, but also like it kind of, um, there were moments in here where I was like, "Okay, could this movie be something more?" Like, so we have the moment where. Uh, he's like, it's three o'clock. I got to get to, you know, my audition. He doesn't know where his audition is. That's his whole thing. And uh, he ends up um, doing this whole song and dance number. And then throughout the song and dance number, it transitions into nighttime. So we can have the Times Square lights and stuff like that. Um, but then it reverts back to like. And this daytime. is the point where I was like, yeah, this was the point. I was like, "Bro, you missed your audition." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Bro, it's night. You're over here, you know, break dancing on a cardboard box with these New Yorkers. Like, you need to get out of here, you know." And uh, but then it transitions into into daytime, and then it goes into uh, he's eating like a pretzel, and this is where I, re- I I I leaned in. Right, I was like, "Okay, like what's gonna happen here?" Because he leans back or he, he looks back, and there's this pretzel cart lady, and there's a there's a, a bottle of mustard and he's like, you know, isn't that right? You know, what does he say? Uh, uh, Madam mustard. Madam mustard. <laughs> and then the, the, the hot dog, the hot dog lady's like, the fuck? And then she picks up the mustard and squirts it out and he's like, ah, you know, <laughs> and I was like, okay, like this is something, you know what I mean? Like, this is something for us. This is something for the, for the, uh, <clears throat> for the older audience members but there's not a lot in there like that there's another one later where he thinks mr salt and, and mrs pepper are there but it's just straight up salt and pepper shaker there's a lot of fish out of water there's stuff. the trash can and the coffee yeah can yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, he's the like, we're not we're not in yeah. storybook land anymore and stuff like that um so in opening the universe of blues clues it allows for some comedic bits that again weren't I feel like in a movie geared towards an older audience would have leaned into a little bit more, but because this at its core is still for this younger audience, it just kind of introduces them and then moves away. Uh, The main thing. I I will say one thing though. One thing is that throughout this whole entire movie, like let it not be denied. Joe is dancing. Joe, like I start, Joe started dance first off. The the Josh the Josh yeah Josh is dancing the crossing guard started voguing and whacking and I was like what is happening here Um, Josh is dancing and the and the second that Josh started really busting a move I I turned to Taylor and I just said Steve could never Steve's like Steve (laughs) yeah 
we we talked about it a little bit, and and, and Cam sort of chimed in. Josh is built, right? Like, yeah. there's no there's no way around that. Josh is cut, and so yeah, Josh is definitely he's 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 moving and shaking, and he and he's doing his whole thing. Um, but yeah, then the whole thing with this movie, TJ, is that he um he doesn't have his notebook, right? So he's like, I don't know where to go. I don't know what's going on. I don't have my notebook. And I guess the the notebook in Blue's Clues now is like a notebook slash phone. It's a phone book, if you will. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't. Hey. Have it. Hey. So so he's like, I don't have my fa- my handed in notebook and all that kind of stuff. Enter our subplot, kind of, um, and then we have the um, the all the cats back at the house are like, oh hey. Just forgot his notebook. That was a pretty good Mr. Salt, right? You thought you were on the podcast with Mr. Salt there it for was. a second, Jack. Got his notebook, you know. And so um, somehow this is what kind of confused me because somehow they can like, they can like kind of become the things in the world in New York and then like come out. Like, I don't know. It's like they they sort of, figured out how to how to skidoo into into new york uh city yeah so so here's the thing there are three series in the blues clues universe there's blues clues there's blues room and then there's blues blues clues and you i believe or blue and you or something like that um yeah blues clues and you and this one is based off of blues clues and you and like there's just more interaction with the items in the house Okay. Uh, okay. So they can also skidoo as well. Yes. Got it. Got it. Okay. So they end up skidooing to uh, to New York City. We also have, as all of this is going on, the longest audition string known to mankind, and that is with Rainbow Bright. What's her name? Rainbow Rainbow Dog. Rainbow, Rainbow Puppy. There you go. And B.D. Wong. Uh, and they are uh, auditioning people for to star in their in their Broadway show, and it's just a string of auditioners. And it's like you could tell the movie wants to do like the American Idol thing, right? Where it's like we're gonna show a bunch of like you know kind of horrendous auditions, and it's gonna be for laughs and fun, similar to like kind of what Sing did, you know, with both of their audition sequences. But with this one, mm-hmm. it's like they still wanted to be positive. So they're like, so Rainbow Puppy's all like, next, and then it, and then like a second later, they're really good, just not the right fit, you know, all this kind of stuff. So definitely, and you know, just kind of introducing some of this stuff to a younger audience, some of these sort of uh, uh, montage sort of segments, but still not being not being uh, uh, negative about it. And so. Um, then we have uh, the then uh, so uh, Josh and and Blue sort of going off and and then obviously it uh, 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 turns into we're gonna play Blue's Clues right but it's Blue's Clues in New York City because he needs to know where his audition is he doesn't have his notebook but somehow Blue does know where the audition is and this is where like this is the moment where i'd just be mad at blue i'd be mad at blue yeah it's like tell me where it is girl you know what i mean like 
this was all fun and games. You're like, oh, what's Blue want for snack time and stuff like that? And I was like, girl, I got an audition to get to. You need to tell me where it is. But anyway, so so she's like, we're gonna play Blue's Clues and stuff like that. And 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 that is all handled the exact same way it, it is in the show. You know what I mean? Like there's a paw print on a thing, and Josh is addressing the audience, being like, "Will you come with me?" and stuff like that. And every single time there's a clue, you hear a clue, a clue, and stuff. And then he goes in the thing, and all that. He ends up figuring out that the place he has to go to has a piano, rainbow curtains, and a stage. That's it. So that's all of Josh and Blue stuff at this point. Uh, and then we run into like Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas, and we have all these song and dance numbers and stuff because the movie, you know, retains sort of its musical stuff. Alongside that. We have Steve who comes back and the household items that skidooed in here are like, we have to get to Josh and tell him and give him his notebook. So they end up enlisting Steve. Steve has a brief moment with the audience like, oh, it's you. You're all grown up and stuff. Again, not the, I think, emotional sort of reaction that I think a Pixar trained audience wanted from a movie like this. Like I wonder TJ, how many people went and watched this movie or saw this movie wanting it to be like a heavy emotional sort of thing. Again, this movie knew its audience from the jump and never deviated from that. Um, And it's like, you got to kind of appreciate it for that. You know what I mean? Like this movie is for the current people who are watching blues clues with nods to maybe the older crowd who are watching it with them, but not, not emphasizing that. And that's kind of true for everything because then, um, you know, Steve is then kind of roped in this. We got to go get Josh and, you know, give him his notebook. He ends up going to this, uh, kind of, it's kind of like a noir detective kind of thing. He goes to this soda shop where he meets Joe and they, they, you know, gives the cocoa and Joe and Steve link up like, what did you think of all of this? Like, were you wanting, you know, sort of a, sort of a heavy, not a heavier, but kind of like a, a more meatier sort of thing? Or were you good with this sort of lighter? We're just going to skate on the surface. I mean, I think that you say they skate on the surface, but there were moments where they absolutely knew that uh, parents, parents who watched them as children, we're watching because like when you first meet Steve, right? The first thing he says is like, Oh, it's you. I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, yeah. you've grown up. Right. Yeah. And so I think, and there were moments I was like, Oh, that this mess is cute. Uh, it, it, I thought it lived in the pocket that it needed to the humor that it was reminded me of nineties Nickelodeon, like that kind of corny stuff. And that was the humor for the adults. Um, I also think that if it got any deeper than it, it wouldn't have been like an hour and 16 minutes. And then mm-hmm. I, uh, I, as much as I was like, this is cute. I couldn't have uh, uh, no much, much longer would not have sat well with me. You know what I mean? Right. right. Yeah, no, I hear you. And, and like there, there were those moments, but I think, well, no, I don't think, I guess I wonder. Uh, how many people expected more emotional resonance with it based on because shortly before this movie got announced if memory serves you know um there was that video with um steve steve burns 
and he dressed up like Steve from Blue's Clues, and he was like looking at the screen, and he was like, "Oh, you like I know a lot has been going on. Like I know I've been gone for a while. You've been whatever." And it like it hit a lot of people, right? Like it, it got a lot of people right right in the feels and stuff like that. Um, and I wonder how many people, based off of that, were expecting similar things here, um, and we didn't really get them. Again, not saying we needed to, because again, this movie kind of knew its audience. But there were some of those touches, and also too, I wonder how much of because this is a visual medium right? Like this isn't stage, you know what I mean? This isn't, this isn't a novel, like how much of just seeing Steve, you know, bum around with, with, with all this, with, with, with all these characters again, like, like in some circles that might've been enough, you know, seeing Joe bum around with all right. that. This movie did what it set out to do, what it told us it was going to do. You know what I mean? It's going to give us a blues clues adventure with the three hosts of the show that, that have been in, in, in the show, and we are going to cater to each, you know, each of the three generations that the show has been made for. So, um, yeah. And then uh, we have, again, we mentioned like taboo and stuff. So all these things are sort of like, you know, uh, 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 colliding with each other. And then we cut back to the uh, theater with Rainbow Puppy and Bo- and uh, uh, B.D. Wong with the, excuse me, with the auditions and stuff like that. End up going to... Um, so he figures out where he needs to be and then he links up with, uh, Steve and Joe and they get in this cab to get to the, uh, or sorry, Josh gets into the cab first and then they, they linked up with, uh, with Steve and Joe to go to the theater and driving the cab is Bill from Bill and Ted, which I thought was like, <laughs> was really cool and like, didn't need to happen, but it's like, oh, here's, here's like another thing. And, uh, and they end up, uh, so they get in the cab and they, and they drive over uh, to the theater and he's like, where are you trying to go? He's like, oh, it's a theater with a piano, a rainbow curtains and a stage. And he's like, all right, but you don't know where it is. And he's like, uh, no, you know, not really. And stuff like that. Uh, and then Joe, uh, 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 yeah, Joe and Steve end up getting in the cab. They end up finding where they need to go, but it's too late. They've already missed their audition. Meanwhile, Rainbow Puppy's like, none of these people are it, you know, like this isn't anything, you know. Fuck these folks. Yeah. Yeah. I really wish Josh would be here. Um, And it's like, bro, just cast Josh. Like, what are you doing? Why are you even holding auditions? Why are you even telling this man he needs to be there at three o'clock? You know, just cast him over. Just tell him he's got the thing. Because he has Rainbow (laughs) Rainbow Puppy has Rainbow Puppy has to convince BD. Rainbow Puppy has to convince BD. BD's the holdout. Yeah. And so uh, they end up leaving, you know what I mean, the the theater. And then uh, right as Josh and them get up there and he's like, oh, man, I missed the audition. And this was this was kind of an emotional sort of moment. He's like, oh, man, like my dream, you know, it's done. And he ends up looking to the out to us. The audience is like, are you still with me? Do you still think I'm okay and stuff like, you know. And then uh, Josh or sorry, Joe and Steve end up convincing him to go perform on the stage anyway. And they end up recording him because now they have his notebook, right? His phone book. And they're recording him as he's doing it. They broadcast it all over the screens in Times Square because of movie magic and it's junior. And then BD Wong and Rainbow Puppy see this, go back to the uh, theater, say, you've got the gig. He performs in his Broadway show. Everything's great. And then he ends up going back home. The end. That is Blue's Big City. Well, hold up. 
Hold up. Hmm. Yes, all that did happen. But there was some really smart plotting in here. If you like, when they first get to New York, there's an announcement that says, like, use hashtag be the magic and whatever you're recording is going to show up on the Jumbotron. And so someone uses that that whenever Josh is, yeah, someone's using that whenever Josh is first dancing through New York and like fixing people's happiness through song and dance. Uh, And so like, I was like, okay, I see y'all plugging in the plot holes for assholes like me. Um, So as far as like within the world of blues clues goes, I was like, yeah, they create, they explained what happened to the world when things started to react to it and things like that. They mm-hmm. explained how he can get on the Jumbotron. Um, and I was like, good on y'all for knowing that we're going to come for you. But yeah. All right. What do you think? <laughs> oh, are you waiting for me again? Um, yeah, so, dude, it's tough to rate this, right? Because, like, this isn't... You know how we have, like, the older, you know what I mean, like, crowd that we're going to be doing stuff for now, and we're going to sort of approach those a different way? I don't necessarily want to approach these, because, like, we're probably not going to do many movies that are geared towards, like, you know, crowd like this. This was straight, like, we didn't know what this movie was going to be. You know what I mean? Like, I, th- I think I saw, like, the trailer, and I was like, oh, okay, this, you know... I don't know, man. Um, I think this is a solid for people who are, who are into blues clues. Now, this is just a bigger version of that, you know? So like, that's awesome. Um, uh, damn. I'm gonna say nine out of 10. Fuck it. I'm saying nine out of 10, right? Like this is, this is, I think the movie didn't really promise anything more than what we got. You know, I think everything was was tightly constructed within the world of of the movie. Um, You know, it was cool seeing all three of them sort of going around doing their thing. Um, Yeah, nine out of ten for me. I, uh, I, mm, mm. I'm at like a seven out of ten because I, I think that the moments where it was most successful even for most successful even with like keeping up with contemporary kid humor was in those moments where josh was you know confronted with the real world and not having talking mailboxes and stuff like that right and i do think that they could have done that a little bit more um but i think that the the dance numbers for what they are are like legit Oh, and then I just thought the pacing of some of the cameos were weird. That's all. Like the yeah, some of the cameos I was like, this 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 didn't need to be this long. Um so I'm giving it a seven out of ten. Seven skidoos out of ten. Nine skidoos yeah. for me. Nine skidoos for you. See, this is also something that because I have uh, a niece and nephew that are I wanna say like four and you know like four and five or something like that and i know that they watch blue schools i would sit down and watch this with them and i wouldn't be annoyed to watch them watch it with them you know what i mean i think that's a huge uh a huge like point of contention always for me is like 
am I going to hate you for making me watch this? And the answer is no. I'd be like, all right, cool. So. So, yeah. Hey, that's Blue's Big City Adventure. Uh, And that actually closes out our first month. We're already done with the month of 2023. That's insane to me. We are one-twelfth of the way done with this year. uh, And we are looking forward to everything coming your way. Uh, Pretty soon, we're going to be announcing what our PG-13 section is going to be called. We got a couple entries uh, and so we're going to run down our favorites and then also talk about which one it's gonna be. So expect that soon. Um, we'll announce it on the show and then we'll reach out to the person who's going to get those custom uh, Stay Crispy glasses, either pint or wine, up to them. Um, we are also... <laughs> why are you laughing at me? Pint, or, pint wine. or wine. Yeah. That one? Was that it? That's it. Um we are go ahead. No. I don't have nothing. Oh. oh okay. Okay. Um we thank you so much for uh listening as always. We continue to grow because of individuals like you. So wherever you listen to podcasts, please give us a rating. Five stars, great. Four stars, excellent. Three stars or below. We're going to skidoo you into the middle of fucking Times Square and drop you off without any means of communication. So all you have to do is wander around and hope someone's nice to you. Um, God. Skidoo, damn. bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, and uh, we hope that you, if you have any thoughts, you can reach us by email at grownmanwks at gmail.com. You can hit leave a voicemail in the show notes where we can hear your beautiful voice come through to our side you can hit us up on facebook or instagram and we look forward to talking to you but until then take care of each other stay crispy stay crispy y'all and we will catch y'all next time jordan huh surprise trivia Ooh. what is blue's little brother's name she got a little brother she does have a little brother. Uh, Cyan? No. I know. What? No. Navy? Pretty sure. Huh? Navy? I'm pretty sure it's. No. I'm, <laughs> Navy. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Sprinkle. I mean, pretty sure. You better be all the way sure if it's a trivia question that you're asking me. I'm pretty, pretty sure it's Sprinkle. He's a he's a white dog with like different colored spots on him, um, and it's the the only other male character that I know of is uh, Periwinkle the cat. Um, oh, and uh, Purple Kangaroo's a boy. Uh, Sprinkles, it's Sprinkles. That's Sparkles. It is Sprinkles. Okay, dope. Yep, Sprinkles. Sprinkles the dog. All right, there you go. I had no idea about that. Surprise trivia for you. How many grains of salt are in Mr. Salt's salt shaker? None, because he's fake. Oh, that was fucking... (laughs) I'm like, no. (laughs) Wow. Wow, okay. All right. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, 
Well, I mean, you're not... You ain't right. You know? I'm sure... Okay. You, you know, know what? <laughs> you know what? Skidoo, you Watch Kid Shit is a Moon Street Media podcast. Intro and outro music was created by MPC. Want to find us online? Check out our social media links in the show notes.